Welcome to the ninth episode of my literary exploration and analysis podcast, Night Reader. My name is Dylan C., and you're tuning in to another Your Favorite Reads episode. Thanks for being here. And if it's your first time joining me, or you have been here for a while, please make yourself comfortable. The round table of reading has enough chairs for all those willing. I have some audio from a very special guest and positive influencer that I'm very excited to share with you guys. As with every Your Favorite Reads episode, I'm going to begin with something I have written for you, the listeners. It usually differs in theme and content from week to week. This one's a bit of a recollection of some of my memories from about seven years ago about an elderly and largely inspirational woman that I met named Phyllis. I'll read it as such and we'll move on to some welcoming pages I want to talk about, my fundraiser that I've just started, and I'll give you guys a few writing tips as well. From there, we'll go on to talk about you guys' favorite books. And at the end of the episode, I'll be reading a couple of poems aloud that you guys sent in to me. All right. This doesn't really have a title. It's more of a recollection. But if I had to give it a title, I would call it Phyllis. And it goes like this. An elderly woman named Phyllis. I'll never forget her. Bless her soul. I met her at a retirement community in the Bay Area not far from San Francisco. I would serve her and a few others every evening in a small cafeteria. Eventually, we got to talking about literature and other arts. I told her my name was Dylan. She asked me how I spelt it. I spelt it for her, D-Y-L-A-N. She seemed a bit surprised and the next day, she brought me a book. It was a complete collection of Dylan Thomas. At the time, I had never heard of him. I shared some of my personal writings with her. I'd like to say humbly that she felt a deep connection to what I wrote, requested copies. Of course, I made her a small collection of my writings and poems. She went on to tell me that she grew up in Switzerland and moved here with her parents as immigrants. She lived in San Francisco and eventually got a job as a nurse when she was a young woman where her and a friend frequently gushed of Dylan Thomas, who was an incredible poet of his day. People often found his work haunting and very melancholy, especially the way he would say his poems, speak his poems. You can still hear him recorded online or on videos if you want to hear recordings of him uh, speaking. She told me about his haunting voice and how he would go around reciting his poetry around the world. She said she even had the opportunity to hear him speak and read out loud in person. She told me it's one of her most spectacular moments. When she gave me that book and an empty journal along with it, I cried and I thanked her over the tea she had poured us. She asked me if I could take some pictures of her garden with a small disposable camera. That evening was the last time I saw Phyllis and I'll never forget her. I always hold this book tightly to my chest. She told me I would be something great one day, that I would inspire many. And I will dedicate my publishing to you one day, Phyllis. With love, Dylan. I often go back to his poetry for inspiration in my daily life and my writings as well. I thank her so very much for giving that book to me and for believing in me when she didn't even know me. 
And at that time, no one else believed in me. It was a very long time ago, but like I said, I'll never forget that. I would love to discuss a few things before we start today. Firstly, thanks again to any and everyone who's listening or has listened to any of my episodes. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. I do see every individual listener and action, every personal one. So you listening right now, thank you for being here at all. I hope that you will find some value in my show. And if you do enjoy it, I humbly ask you to please subscribe and download the rest of my episodes. Leave me a positive review or whatever you think may help me. But more so than that, I would love to hear from you personally. I would love to talk with you about any books, shows, or games that you may love. If you need someone to chat with, if you need some advice for your thesis, just want to talk about books, are interested in podcasting yourself or talking with me on my show or you just want to say hi i'm online all the time so please connect with me guys big thanks to all those that spoke to me for today's episode or helped me out all a huge thank you I would like to speak about something very uh, quickly um, that I have created recently that I'm very proud about. I need to share with you guys because I need your help. It's called Books for Villages, and it is a nonprofit fundraiser for small communities around the globe that are lacking on educational tools. You can find a link about it in my episode description or simply search Books for Villages on Facebook. I've been in contact with readers from around the world and ended up speaking with one individual from Central America. This person lives in a small village community on the outskirts of a larger rural town. When I asked about their favorite book, they had trouble picking one, although they said they loved to read. When I implored, I learned that they could hardly get their hands on a book that's readable, let alone not missing any pages or damaged. As I dug deeper, I learned that the entire community is filled with thriving young minds children, young adults, that are all eager to learn, but are held back due to lack of educational tools, things we take for granted here in America. This was largely interesting to me. I also learned that the community only has one sole educator or teacher. When I reached out to them, my thoughts were confirmed. This educator is very passionate about the children of the village but is saddened by the lack of tools such as paper, pencils, art supplies, children's books, and so much more. She told me that she's been wondering for quite some time how could she receive some help for her community, but she didn't know where to look. She also informed me about two young individuals that are attempting to go to junior college, 
but are lacking in the funds to do so, such as bus fare for multiple bus rides, book fees, tuition fees, all kinds of things. These are people that want to learn. I said this elsewhere and I understand that this world has a large need for things such as food, shelter, and water. However, I do believe that education is absolutely invaluable to young minds. To have a piece of paper to draw on and keep your art hanging on the wall instead of it being erased in the dust. To have colors to put on the paper what your eyes perceive or to have books that teach you how to read. So I created this small thing called Books for Villages. It is but a seedling at the moment, but I have incredibly high hopes for it. We are going to help this community and move on to many more. With your help, we can provide education for communities and children that are lacking. Again, you can find this on GoFundMe. The link is through my Facebook. It would mean the absolute world to me if you donated or shared the page. Thank you all so very much. Now on to the positive influencers. Firstly, something very exciting, an upcoming author I'm really excited about. She actually already has some books published professionally and is very active with her community of readers. Her name is Angelina Stefford. That's Angelina, S-T-E-F-F-O-R-T. She has a huge background including engineering, business, music, and acting. Angelina writes young adult fantasy with a strong romance component and is the author of the Wings Trilogy, which is available now. Angelina lives in Vienna, Austria with her husband and her son. You can learn more about Angelina on www.ajsteffort.com or ajsteffort.com and on Facebook. She has a very exciting new fantasy book coming out called Two Worlds of Provenance. It looks extremely promising and fun. You guys gotta follow her and keep up with her writings. The book has been described as a young adult urbanish dark fantasy romance. Please follow her, check it out. Help build some cool awareness for her book. I know she'd appreciate it and loves any and all feedback. She's a very friendly person. A couple of other cool pages I'd like to talk about. Secondly, uh, Instagram page. Her name is Isabel. She resides in Germany and runs a Bookstagram blog page with hundreds of beautiful photographs of books, awesome recommendations, and a cute mystical vibe to her page. You definitely want to follow for the beauty and recommendations. She has a blog and a YouTube channel as well. She's a great influence for physical books. You can find her on Instagram by searching that weird book girl. Show her some love and tell her Night Reader sent you. Next, we've got another awesome Instagram page. The guy who runs it is named Charlie. He resides in France. This guy has a lot of talent, and similarly to me, he's an aspiring author. He has so many beautiful shots of books with floral backgrounds, bright nature and travel photos. It's a super colorful page 
and a great influence for literature. You can find him on Instagram by searching The Book Boy. Follow him up for those pages. Angelina, Isabel, Charlie, you guys are wonderful and have amazing positive influence on the world of literature. Keep up the amazing work. Thanks so much, guys, for allowing me to speak of you. Show them all some love. Now, that being said, today, like my sixth episode, I'll be speaking with some of you directly, playing clips and discussing the books and stories that have influenced you guys, how they impacted you or opened up your eyes in some way, changed your outlook on the world or yourself. I love to hear other readers' experiences with that special book, as it's always a very special subject and always genuine. A new portion this week is something I'm very excited about. I've asked you my listeners and readers and writers from all around the world to send me in your writings, whatever they may be, to share on my show. You may have seen my videos about this, basically any and everything, no matter the subject or format or the level. You can be a beginner or a published author or anything in between. My goal here is to help others with their apprehensions of sharing their art. So please don't worry. If you want to remain anonymous, you can do so. I'd just love to hear from you and talk with you about books and music truly. Our first reader of the day and our featured night reader this week is the wonderfully positive Taylor Proctor of the Happiness Abound podcast. I may have spoken of her before on this show. Taylor is a happiness mentor and a public speaker. She has helped hundreds of people iron out negative creases in their lives. Her aura and vibe is just so immensely positive, you can't help feel better after watching her videos. She has such a wealth of information and methods for dealing with day-to-day life, hardships, and mental health, as well as spiritual fitness. She does so much good in this world, and I'd love for you to check her out. On Instagram, her tag is happinessabound. She has a website as well. She has a lot of great videos on Instagram TV. She's made my job so easy for me today and is going to tell you through her voice what her favorite books growing up were, how they affected her growing, and how they helped shape her into the successful adult she is now. So without further ado, here is Taylor Proctor of Happiness Abound. Hi there, my name is Taylor Proctor and I am a transformational happiness mentor and the host of the daily podcast, Happiness Abound. I love the Night Reader podcast and Dylan reached out to me asking if I would share a few books that have impacted my life from childhood to young adulthood all the way to where I am at now. So with that said, let's dive right in. So as a child, the book Ella Enchanted was my absolute favorite. I adored the main character, Ella, and her ability to overcome. She was born with a curse, and so regardless of the magical constraints that she had, she was independent, she was stubborn, she was fiery, she was full of love and hope. And I really resonated with that as a child and thought it was just a fantastic book. 
Another book that really connected with me on the other side of the scale, Ella Enchanted seems to be written for young female readers. And on the other side, the book that I really fell in love with was called At the Sign of the Beaver. It's about a young man in colonial period who is left to kind of fend for himself as his father goes back to get their family in their new settlement in the middle of a forest. He befriends the Indians in the or the neighboring Indians in the neighborhood, which there isn't one because it's just the forest, and they teach him how to survive on his own. It really intrigued me as a child because I was outside all the time. And because of this book, I can make a bow and arrow if I have the right kind of tree branch and the right kind of wood around me. And I just think that's so cool that that book really encouraged me to explore my creativity and my natural surroundings. As an adult, I have a couple of really impactful books that have completely changed my perspective on the world and have, in fact, have really helped me as I am mentoring the individuals around me. So the first one is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. And actually, there's two books on this list of four books that have changed my life as an adult by Gretchen Rubin. So again, the first is The Four Tendencies. In this book, Gretchen provides a framework that everyone falls into in how they deal with inner and outer expectations. This completely transformed my ability on how I could get my habits and routines in order and achieve my goals, but it also helped me communicate with other people in a way that can help them achieve their goals, set good habits, and have a more positive lifestyle. So I highly recommend checking it out. It's an easy read. It's incredibly captivating for understanding who you are and how you function in the world. The other one by Gretchen Rubin is called The Happiness Project. Now, this is the book that introduced me to Miss Rubin, and it's her account of a project, her happiness project, that she instigated for a year of her life. In that, she set theme months and then set goals to help her achieve within that theme. And it was really interesting to me because I came across this at a time in my life where I just wanted to be happy and I didn't know how to do it. And through her sharing her stories and her insights of how she went uh, went about doing it, I did the same thing and it transformed my life. The third book is The Four Agreements. Now, you may be familiar with this book, also a short and easy read, but really insightful into how we see things and the pain that we all feel by taking things personally or assuming the worst in others. And so it's really transformed my life in these four agreements that can really help me see how things can be better, and how I can step away from what's been ingrained in me through society and actually be happier in my life. Highly recommend that one as well. And then the fourth book that has impacted me as as an adult is a fiction novel, you may have heard of it, Gone with the Wind. Now, this may be a bit controversial, but I love the character Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, she's not the nicest, But man, does that girl have grit. I think if you could combine her grit with self-awareness, you would have an amazing, amazing character who is unstoppable in her life. As is, Scarlet is written with that insatiable grit and that drive and that never being hungry again kind of attitude. And she's really an enticing character for me. And I love the story. I love the book. It can really open your eyes to 
a book that I think and a movie that I think we all think we know, but when you read it and you read it again and again, it can really open your eyes to the world that was then and how certain people are now and how those things can be adjusted or changed if we only had a little bit of self-awareness or if we only had the gumption and the capacity to focus and fix and have solutions for the things happening in our lives now instead of putting it off until tomorrow and then just continuing to put it off and then being miserable in our lives. So there you have it, my, I guess you could say, quick six books that have impacted my life. Again, that is Ella Enchanted, At the Sign of the Beaver, The Happiness Project, The Four Tendencies, The Four Agreements, and Gone with the Wind. I hope that you enjoyed hearing about these. If you've read any of these, I would love to hear from you. I'm sure that Dylan would as well. Love to hear your thoughts and insights on it. But that said, have a wonderful day. Love to hear from you. And above everything else, remember, you are capable of happiness about. What I've spoken of in prior episodes, the way literature and books bleed into your life and soul, how words can truly sway your mind and actions, it shines through so brightly here. Taylor, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. What an absolutely wonderful piece of advice, thoughtful and thought-provoking response. She's wrapped it up so perfectly, how these books relate to us as humans. I could not put any of it any better myself. The books she listed are amazing in different ways. I love how you can see her personality through the books she's chosen. It's all a prime example of literature and how largely it affects our day-to-day lives and our lives as a whole. Literature can shape you in many ways, and it does so whether you are aware of it or not. What we choose to read, or what we may happen upon, can also have an impact. I can see that from an early age, Taylor had a vast imagination and a big heart. I think it's beautiful that she was inspired by these books and went on to inspire and help others. I can't say enough how perfect it shows my belief system when it comes to books and young minds. These are all awesome reads and incredibly helpful for sorting yourself out. And like I mentioned before, books on positivity can be great. However, they are a dime a dozen it seems if there is anywhere to start, if you are looking for some kind of guidance, I know Taylor can help you. Or check out one of the books that she mentioned. Ella Enchanted is a book I have had answered a few times on this podcast. And yes, we all know the movie, but as Taylor said, there is more to be seen between the lines. I remember reading Harry Potter and just looking up to Harry as a person, seeing good and honest virtues that you want to reflect I'm telling you, it's absolutely astronomical how much fictional characters can affect us. As for the book, Sign of the Beaver, I'm glad she's spoken of this because I have never read it myself. It's a book by Elizabeth George Spear, and it was inspired by a true story that the author happened upon. As for Taylor, we can see another gleaming example of books inspiring action. From just reading the novel, she actually gained physical skills. It brought her into touch with her surroundings of nature. When you read a book about an Olympic competition or a street hockey team going for gold, you finish it and you think, 
Hey, I could be an athlete. Why not? Or, I can skate. Throw a hockey stick my way. We might not be successful in all of our ideas, but how cool is the concept of inspiration as a whole? I speak of it so much here on this show. It's so intriguing to me because, of course, we learn visually. When we see someone play a sport in person or even on television, you could hear a radio broadcast of a baseball game, the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd. Maybe you've never been to a game, but something in you tells you you want to be there. And you could even read a story about some bad news bears playing ball in their local sandlot. And with all the camaraderie in the story, you go and ask your dad to buy you some cleats and sign you up for the local team. There are a million different possibilities, and it just makes me so happy to see inspiration work like that across so many people's lives. As for Gone with the Wind, a feisty character can light a fire inside all of us. This is a book Ponyboy read in The Outsiders, if you remember. It's culturally a classic and of course has been made into movies and such things. It's cool how different people will pick out different virtues and characteristics of characters. Thank you again to our featured night reader this week, Taylor Proctor. Our second night reader this week is Fatima. She has written me a poem as well that I will read at the end of this episode. She's from India and the book she's chosen is Me Before You, a 2012 fictional romance novel written by Jojo Moyes. It's a deep and winding story of hopelessness, recovery, blossoming love, self-loathing, loss, and finding yourself. It's a true heartbreak, but one of those ones that leaves you feeling hopeful at the end. Fatima tells me that her reason for choosing this book is simply that it was beautifully written. Books such as this can bring us into touch with deep emotions within ourselves. It can make us more aware of those around us and how we make them feel. And we all know that feeling of a great book or movie ending, especially the epic kind. How you strive for more even though it was wrapped up and ended so beautifully. This is an absolute must read for anyone who's a fan of romance. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much for reaching out to me, Fatima, and read on. third night reader for today is a very close pen pal of mine. She goes by Medusa. She's from the southeast corner of USA and as reluctant as she was to share her favorite books with me and why due to personal reasons. I was able to speak with her about them eventually and she was nice enough to allow me to speak of her on my show here. The book she has chosen is an obscurity and really the reason she chose this book has a story behind it. When she was young, her mother was very controlling about many things, including what she allowed her children to read. And so at the public library, she found her escape and was able to read whatever her imagination wondered for. However, the first book she remembers standing out to her in absolute obscurity called Tibetan Terror by Peter Sherwood. However, this was quite some years ago. She doesn't remember the whole story but she remembers it specifically because it was the first book she read that made her feel free and independent. Freedom at last to read and ingest what she chose to after being suppressed for many years as a child. I'm sorry that she had to go through that, but I'm glad she found her independence. Just for reference, I believe this book was banned 
It's a dangerous fiction story about a man who travels to Afghanistan to search for his missing sister who's fallen in with a terrible cult. I have not read it, but it seems to be a truly odd and bloody story of an escape from this cult. From what I've read on it, it seems kind of like a jumbled mess of a story that becomes nonsensical near the end. It's kind of freaky if you ask me. You can find a picture of the book online. And even that's freaking me out. Anyway, Medusa, thank you so much for sharing with me. It means a lot to me. And I'm so glad you have the freedom to read what you wish. Read on. Our fourth night reader for today is Howie. He spoke to me about a couple of books. Firstly, one called The Pinballs. It's a young adult novel written by Betsy Byers. This book is a lighthearted novel about foster children being moved and bounced around from family to family and place to place at the mercy of the world they live in. Like little pinballs being knocked around in a clear box, it deals with some happy themes and some slightly darker themes like neglect and self-sufficiency. I know that it must have instilled some good qualities into Howie. It's a book I definitely want to read and hadn't heard of before, so thank you. He also mentions books of poetry and another book called The Thief of Always, which is an absolutely imaginative-looking chapter book, a children's fable or dark fantasy that is also meant to be ingested by adults. It's a truly magical tale that is sort of in line with Narnia or the witches, with the children being swept away to a dangerous and magical land. This book definitely has themes of giving off that warning, be careful what you wish for, as well as more adult themes like temptation. It's a book that's high up on my list of to be read. Howie also told me that he had a small break from reading, and as an adult, he was able to rediscover all these wonderful writings. But as a child, they really opened up his imagination, which is something I feel a lot of us are familiar with. It's an awesome thing to have happen as a child. And thank you so much for speaking with me, Howie. Read on. Our fifth night reader is Piper Reese of Piper Picks TV. Y'all heard me speak of her on last week's episode. She's an awesome television and YouTube personality that is just glowing with positivity and talent. Piper, as a creative, naturally is more of a writer. However, she mentioned a book and a writer to me. The book she mentioned is Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stefan Chbosky. It's a deep novel with many dark themes to it, a coming-of-age story that follows a teenage boy through high school and takes a look at how he chooses to deal with adolescent difficulties such as drug use, sexuality, and mental health. Due to its sometimes blatant nature, it was banned from schools when it first published in the 90s. It is said by many to be a true depiction of teenage angst. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this book, if you have read it, and I would love to give it a go sometime soon. Piper also mentioned to me her love of Shakespeare. As an actor and an entertainer, this makes a lot of sense for her. She tells me she loves his intertwining and complex storylines and the emotion and passion found in his literature. She says she often challenges herself by trying to find a way to portray the emotion he depicts in his writings. What a cool thing for classic literature to be an influence on your daily life or even career. I think that's incredible, and I wonder what Shakespeare himself would think. Piper, thank you so much for your input, and read on. Our sixth night reader for today is a great friend of mine named Sandy. 
She's down south a ways and is a kind-hearted soul and a fan of the Night Reader podcast. She also won the book giveaway and sent in some poetry to be read. I will read her poem at the end of this episode. She's been very kind and responsive to me and helpful as well. The book she told me was her favorite and opened her mind. It's one called Where the Red Fern Grows by Wilson Rawls. It is a children's novel about a boy and two hunting dogs. A terrible heartfelt story of loss and true heartbreak. Deep emotions that can be shown by more than just humans. A coming of age story about a boy learning how to deal with loss. A great recommendation for children around 10 years old, I'd say. It's a classic and held in high regard for its truth of human spirit and how we interact with animals. I know that Sandy's an animal lover and that this book showed her compassion as a young reader. Being introduced to concepts and emotions through literature is just astounding to me, especially when we become better people for it. Thank you so much for all your help, Sandy, and read on. I have some night readers that weren't able to talk so much, but still gave me some input. I'll mention them here as honorable mentions. Liam Maclem, also known as the Foodie Chap, a great friend of mine and a resident of San Francisco. You may have seen him on uh, his TV show, Eye on the Bay on CBS, or heard him on the radio. Anyway, his favorite books growing up were Anything and Everything by Roald Dahl. And I'm right there with you, man. What an awesome and timeless writer. The Witches, the BFG, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just so many great memories growing up with those books. He's a witty and timeless author that all children and adults should read. Thank you, Liam, and read on. Tate mentioned to me Charlotte's Web and a book I've never read called La Cucina by Lily Pryor. It's a book based in Sicily around the 40s and includes comedy, cooking, romance, all kinds of different stuff. She says it's a great read. That about wraps up our night readers for today's episode. Thank you all so much, especially to the wonderful happiness of Bounder, Taylor Proctor. I hope that you've all enjoyed my show so far and that you have felt inspired in some way. My dream is to publish, but my goal is to inspire and help and spread the love of literature and books as far as I possibly can. I've received a short poem from a young woman named Fatima who resides in India. Her poem goes like this. One day, love asked friendship. Why do you exist when I already exist? Friendship replies. I leave a smile on their face while you leave tears. That's some food for thought, Fatima. Thank you so much for sending in your poem. And I'll talk to you again soon. I've received a special poem from a wonderful woman named Sandy. I spoke of her earlier. Let me read it for you first before we speak of it. It goes like this. The sunflowers wake and reach for the sun. I reach my hands up, but my hands are numb. Focus, I say. You must adapt every day. But when every day is a struggle, the flowers seem to wilt from the weight of my troubles. I strain, I try to get past my mind. But the anxieties take control and I continue to lose my hold. Why can't I be strong? Oh, why can't I hold on? I was born with something wrong. 
Despite my efforts, I was born to be weak. Yet my hands keep reaching for the light. Hoping someday I might be alright. Someday I might feel alright. But not tonight. What an incredible and special piece of writing, Sandy. You can feel that it comes from a very deep place in her heart. I can hear themes of loss and weight and sickness of the mind or body, but beauty in life. To me, it is a reminder to never ever give up, even though we never know the true outcome of our fates. Each and every one of us is a beautiful individual that exudes energy into this world, as well as saps it. We must try to use our energies for the most positive things we know. Sandy, thank you so very much for sharing your poem with us. I want to thank everybody who's been included this episode again. And uh, thank you for listening if you made it all the way to the end. I really appreciate it. And I know this episode is not in line with all the way my other episodes are, but it's a very important one that I felt like I had to do. And I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be getting back to Moby Dick next week, and we'll be moving all the way through that story. Quick side note, if you do happen to hear these episodes late, like way, way later after I release them, like a year later, I want you to know that everything I'm saying today will hold true. I will still be accepting poetry and writings. I will still be asking you what your favorite book is. I will still be moving through this podcast and books. It's something I'm very, very dedicated to. So if you do hear this in the future and you're wondering if you should still send stuff in, absolutely do it. My lines will always be open to you guys. I hope you guys are feeling wonderful and inspired this week. I hope you will join me next week for Moby Dick as we return to the wonderful story and see where Ahab and Ishmael are at. I love any and all feedback and I love talking with you guys and I want to make this podcast the best that it can be. So please let me know what you're thinking. This episode was recorded and produced by Dylan C. So go on, flip your pages, drop your swords and pick up your pens and reading spectacles. Let us read on. <laughs>